We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I think not only uh, is the clubhouse very different from what it was several years ago when Adam was here first, I think Adam is slightly different than what he was a few years ago. And quite frankly, I I think we're all uh, looking forward to adding a little bit more of that edge and fire into that clubhouse. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. That, the voice of White Sox general manager Rick Hahn this week in discussing their acquisition of the right fielder, Adam Eaton, who is back with the White Sox. Uh, This is Inside the Clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. Our next guest joins us on the Alpamani Ford hotline. Alpamani Ford is in Melrose Park. He is an old friend of ours, and he is back. His name is Adam Eaton. And Adam, uh, four years ago... This week, I was standing in a hallway with Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Washington Nationals, and he had just acquired you. And I said, uh, what, what did you give up and what's your intent? He said, we gave up a lot of really good young pitching. We have good young pitching. I acquired Adam Eaton because I think he's going to help us win a World Series over the next couple of years. And uh, we need that extra fire in his versatility. So... Things uh, played out pretty well all the way around, haven't they? And welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bruce. Good to be back and talking with you. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be back in the city of Chicago. But, uh, yeah, what a uh, turn of events. Um, you Like you said, Fulmus, four years to the date. Um, I think it's even, uh, you know, three years to the date even before that. It seems like it, all this always happens between the first uh, week and a half of December and um, like I said, pretty crazy turn of events to be able to, you know, be traded, won a World Series kind of according to plan. And uh, the White Sox, uh, of course, have had, according to their plan, too, uh, you know, be able to rebuild and have some power arms um, and really play, be able to put themselves in a position. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I said, as crazy as it sounds, to be able to sign back um, and play with the players that I was originally traded for to rebuild and, and uh, to be in a really good position. Um, like I said, it's very excited for me. Um, very exciting, I think, for the city of Chicago. So, uh, you know, like, so I'm excited to be able to uh, come back and, and uh, you know, be able to play with a contender. It was really fun to watch you as part of that Nationals team, Adam. Uh, such a good team, such a well-balanced lineup. We had lineup envy as we looked because you guys had sluggers and then you had scrappy guys like yourself and young players like Robles and Soto. And you and Howie Kendrick had a thing. Um, and you, you've 
where like a, some weird handshake thing you guys did in, in the dugout. But I, I know you've talked about that you learned a lot from guys like Howie Kendrick and Max Scherzer. What did you learn from from those two guys that, that you have referenced a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's not just those guys. I mean, you can go to Jan Gomes, which him and I, you know, are, are, are similar in years in, in the big leagues as well as Kurt Suzuki, um, Ryan Zimmerman, Steven Strasburg, uh, Anibal Sanchez, Gerardo Parra. I mean, all those guys are just absolutely, you know, the, some of the biggest veterans in all of the big leagues. And, and to be able to watch them work, um, to be able to, at the time, you know, I was thrown into a position of, of um, leadership uh, in the White Sox and really wasn't uh, quite ready um, for that position. And then, uh, you know, when I went to the Nationals, it was it was uh, nice to be able to watch what, uh, le- you know, true leadership and true, um, you know, professionalism, um, uh, you know, watch it work and watch the day-to-day and how they go about their business and then to be able to, um, you know, mentor um, Soto and Robles in the outfield, um, Stevenson, uh, you know, in the outfield, uh, you know, Michael Taylor was, um, you know, had a couple of years in the big leagues, but to be able to work with those guys and, and, like I said, be able to learn from the older guys to be able to trickle down to the younger guys. It was uh, something we had uh, that was very special um, there. And uh, that was the reason that I signed back with Chicago, because I feel like those type of um, building blocks are here now. Um, you have the older group of guys. Um, you have Lance Lynn now. You have um, the Grand Doll. Uh, you, you know, you have those, like I said, those type of guys that are are, are in position to have been there, done that. And uh, you have a young nucleus uh, with, like I said, Tim Anderson, which is not so young anymore. Um, and uh, like I said, a young uh, young group of guys that are hungry and ready to play. So, um, you, you know, I'm just uh, hoping to, uh, you know, come in and, and contribute and help uh, the club in any way, shape, or form. What did you learn by playing for Davey Martinez? I know Davey uh, has a lot of the same credo that uh, Joe Madden had done when he worked with him, and that is, let's go 1-0. and And I imagine that type of philosophy really helped out on a daily basis when you guys were 19 and 31 in 2019. Yeah. Looked hopelessly out of it as you uh, attempted to go and then march on to a World Series. Yeah, I can't. I can't really praise Davy enough. Um, you know, we could we could talk for hours on how Davy uh, approached our clubhouse, how he, um, you know, said things when things needed to be said and was quiet when things needed to be quiet. And uh, it'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, you know, from the outside looking in to when you needed to be quiet and when things needed to be said. Um, you know, he um, is very uh, personable, um, he, but he's, like I said, very uh, meticulous when he, uh, you know, when he, he speaks, um, which is, is, is awesome, honestly. And, and um, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, the couple years that I had with him. Um, but, yeah, 19 and 31 earlier in the season. And uh, you, <laughs> I think I think 99% of teams, not full by any stretch, we're all professional and we all are going to go out and play the game and, and give it 110%. But to truly still have a, have a belief, you know, we would have a meeting and Davey would sit in, you know, in front of the meeting and, and he would say, boys, you know, I know you believe in us and, and you know that I believe in you and we know that we have the talent here. And um, like I said, he'd go on and on, and, and um, you know, it's it's one thing to say it, but uh, to be able to hear it and actually truly believe it is a whole different, uh, you know, retrospect. So to have the veterans we had in the clubhouse, to have the guy 
um, you know, steering the boat in Davy um, was huge for us. And, and uh, you know, to begin to chip away, you know, like I said, 1931 is quite uh, the mountain to climb. You know, when you put yourself uh, that far back in a division that is, um, you know, arguably top, you know, two, three divisions in the, in, in the big leagues, you know, in the top half, um, it's a really a tough division. So, um, like I said, a combination of the veteran leadership and, um, you know, Davey and Rizzo, again, believing in us. And Rizzo uh, did not, um, you know, give away pieces when he really maybe a lot of GMs would have and should have and would not have been, um, you know, cursed at uh, to do so. So, like I said, just top to bottom, uh, a great uh, organization. And uh, like I said, it showed uh, 19. It's Adam Eaton on 670, the score. I remember when you arrived here in Chicago, Adam, that first I think we were probably promoting SoxFest. You came into the score, did an in-person interview, and I was in studio with you, got a chance to know you and meet you then. Liked you right away, scrappy, uh, interesting guy. And to hear you now, it's fascinating. And it's great that you're letting people in on kind of how the game works, you know? People learn, they mature, they get around different kinds of teammates. It's a, it's a life cycle in baseball that's kind of fascinating. Um, and, and with that in mind, you said that you felt kind of thrust into a position of, of, of leadership. What, what are some things that, that you tried to do that maybe it wasn't the right time for you to do in, in Chicago that, that feels like it is the right time perhaps now for you to be a part of? Yeah, no, I, I think... Um... Yeah, you. When I was brought over here, um, especially in I think fourteen, is um, you know the guys that have the most time and the most experience usually try to um, grab hold of uh, the younger guys and, and not grab hold of, so to speak. But you know what I mean. They you try to grab the attention. Hey, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to do it. And at the time, you know, I only set sailed on a full season. I actually I didn't have a full season really underneath my belt. I mean, I had a year year plus in the big leagues, but it wasn't like I had you know, two or three seasons played in the playoffs or had any experience. But, um, you know, you come in and, and um, you, you try to, uh, you know, have that bedside manner to the point where you you want to play the game the right way and we want to be fiery. We want to, you know, enjoy it all at once. And, and uh, you know, I was just uh, still too green, in my opinion. And, and um, you know, but sometimes you have to take a couple steps back in order to take a few steps forward and, and uh um, make some mistakes, and uh, I've made plenty of those in my career. And, and uh, you know, on and off the field, I've you know I've done some dumb things in order to learn. And, and uh, you know, as in any profession, I think you you know it goes uh, it goes around where you like you make those mistakes and you're better for it. So, um, you know, uh, to be able to make some mistakes with the White Sox, unfortunately, in order to grow with the Nationals and and uh, you know really learn what it's it, what it is to be. Um, you know, a leader in the clubhouse and, and go about your work a, a specific way in order for the young guys to see. And, and, uh, and like I said, I had a great group over there in order to um, learn from. And, and now, like I said, coming back, another great group we have. I mean, I can't express enough how excited I am to get with the group, with the older group of guys that are there. And I know they're trying to instill um, the type of culture that, um, you know, see, seems to work in the big leagues. And uh, I know, um, you know, like I said, to the grapevine of talking to Tony and, and Rick, that um, it, is, it is a completely different clubhouse and, and guys are, are uh, hungry to win. And, and like I said, are, are um, interested about it, one another. And, and like I said, all pull in the same direction. The, I can't imagine the satisfaction for you and uh, the validation that it is of having Rick and Kenny and Mr. Reinsdorf wanting you back 
and pretty much putting into place the fact that they still believe in the same things in you that they did the first time they brought you here. And that was you play hard, you play to win, you play for teammates, and that you still have the fire that they want to bring to this ball club. That must have felt rather good. Yeah, um, it did. You know, as soon as I was, um, my option didn't get picked up. It was, <laughs> it was pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, Rick texted me, you know, hours after it was announced. So, um, to be able to, um, you know, reconnect with Rick, um, even yeah, reconnect with Kenny. Um, I haven't talked to Jerry, but to reconnect with Kenny, um, Rick and talk to Tony all in a matter of a couple weeks after, you know, um, the adoption wasn't picked up was, was, uh, was nice you know um you, of course you, anywhere you want to go you want to be wanted but it's uh, like i said to be able to walk into a completely different um um club clubhouse in a sense of you know, i guess in the veteran leadership as well as um some unbelievable talent that they have there and is is exciting and like i said to be able to come back and be a part of um you know a team that is built to win um like i said I, i'm thrilled i think my family and i are just like i said excited to get going you mentioned Tony and talking to Tony. He took over in Arizona, I think, what, just a couple of months after you were traded from there to Chicago, right? Had you had dealings? I know Tony was kind of hanging around Arizona a little bit. I, I, I always wondered, maybe he was, maybe you're somebody that he wouldn't have traded away had he been there in Arizona just before. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a log jam when I got traded there. I think anybody would have traded there, uh, you know, me away. Like you said, they they had uh, Pollock and Gerardo Parr. I mean, they were we had some really really good outfielders there. So, um, you know, I've met Tony uh, prior um, uh, to you know talking to him. But um, what a what a manager, what a baseball man. I mean, um, what hasn't he done in the game? And uh, like I said, being able to talk to him on the phone a couple of times. You can just talk baseball for hours with that guy, and uh, it, the knowledge that's there, again, the experience that has been there. Uh, you know, I'm very excited to get into camp with him, and, and then just go through a, a spring training with him, and how it, it either it's the same or different than you know spring trainings have had in the past, and how he he'll uh, organize the tra- you know spring training, and um, you know what we'll focus upon, and and uh, you know what he sees fit in order for us to get better. Like I said, I'm just excited to. Um, you know, be around a great baseball mind, and and um, you know what a blessing to be able to play under him. Four years, five years later now, Jose Abreu is the only White Sox player I believe that you played with Tim, with the I Chicago think. White Sox. Is that correct? I, I think Tim Anderson too. Tim, Tim, Tim Anderson, yeah, Tim and too. Larry, but, Larry, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Larry, but, Larry, I call him Larry, but <laughs> yeah, Larry was there too. But uh, from the uh-huh. perspective of you, you were a teammate of. Jose Abreu, the guy that knew three or four words in English, and now a guy that can uh, <laughs> communicate and, and kid around with you in the same language. That, that's got to be uh, kind of mind-bending to come back to, right? It, it really is. So I watched his, um, um, you know, his, you know, Hank Aaron, um, you know, he, you know, accepting his um, MVP and, he said I could speak in Spanish, um, but he's, I forget what he said to back that up. I didn't want to make this more difficult than what it is or whatever it was. But, um, when I saw him in 19, we came to Chicago, of course, um, and uh, I, I you know, spoke Spanish to him and just basically said, hello, how are you doing, how's your family? And he, like, looked at me and, and just spoke perfectly good English, and I was blown away. 
but I'm not at the same token. I can't be surprised with that man because that guy works at anything. Anything he sets his mind to, it is amazing what he can do. I remember when he first came in just with me, and, uh, you know, one of the questions was defensively, could he play? And uh, it was amazing how he went about his business. Um, you know, at first base to get better. And then, um, you know, they wanted him to speak English. And it was like, you know, again, three years later, after he steps foot in the United States, he can hold a conversation without a problem in, in English. It's just, like I said, it's uh, it's amazing what that uh, man can do. And, you know, I'm excited to be his teammate again. He, he goes about the game the right way. He goes about people the right way. Um, and like I said, I can't say I'm off about him. He's, uh, he's a, truly a student of the game, and, and um, you know, again, I'm excited to be his teammate. It's been such a great clubhouse culture to watch develop, especially with Abreu and with Tim and with Tim Anderson, and I hope, uh, I hope Tim will feel comfortable and free to continue being himself. You know, I, I know that, that, that Rick went and talked to some players to make sure everybody was cool with you, went and talked to players to make sure everybody's cool with some of the other stuff. It's like... It's a good culture. So you coming in knowing that it's a that, that it's it's in a pretty good place uh, this team and uh, and you can be a part of that. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one thing that you know Rick and I well I brought to Rick really was Tim and he's just comfortable in his own skin and it's awesome. You know that's uh, be yourself. You know um, that's one thing that, again with Washington that uh, you know we preached be yourself, be who you are. Um, and we'll accept you, you know, um, and that's, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, Tim is that he, he plays a certain way and plays the game the correct way. And, um, like I said, I'm excited to get back with him. I think we only played maybe a couple months together, but you could see an early um, stage that he was going to be special and, and, um, you know, to be able to come back, you know, four years later, I'm excited to see how he plays every single day. And, and uh, because, uh, you know, I've heard nothing but amazing things. And of course you see him on the highlight reels here and there. So, um, like I said, uh, how he's grown as a person, how he's grown as a baseball player. You know, I'm excited just to be able to sit back and watch and, and uh, hopefully learn from him. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, excited to be teammates. Adam, we appreciate this very much. Welcome back to Chicago. Uh, it was always fun watching you play uh, every day because you, you always gave 100% and in some ways probably too much. So now uh, I think now now as a now as a veteran, I, I think you, you're going to be able to conserve yourself a little bit more for those big moments. I think you, you hear that from a lot of veteran players. Uh, you learn to conserve energy rather than blowing it out in every play. But, you know, the the brand of play that you brought here was so exciting that uh, I'm sure that's a big part of why you're back again. We appreciate it so much, yeah. and have yeah. a good holiday season. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you, you know? Always a pleasure, Bruce, and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward. Hopefully we can get this all back to normal and, um, you know, get things moving in the right direction. No one knows, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I always appreciate you guys having me on. Looking forward to a, um, a solid season. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Thanks again. Yep. See ya. Adam, Adam Eaton, Eaton. Uh, your new White Sox, could be first – Number one hitter, could be number two hitter, could be everyday right fielder, according to Rick Hahn. Uh, you know, not just a platoon player. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, all the different versatile parts of the Chicago White Sox and how Adam Eaton fits into that lineup. Yeah, it, it, you know, we didn't talk really about offensive approach there, but I think we know what kind of hitter Adam Eaton is and how he goes about it. And it's different than just about everybody else in that lineup. I personally love the idea of if Luis Robert can get himself righted, um, of, of 
eight and nine being eaten and madrigal, just like pesky, like paper cuts, like crazy at eight and nine. I, I, I see you. I see you uh, grumbling on the Zoom. You like you like them up top, Eaton. I do. I, I mean, I, I like I like the fact that he still has speed. Uh, that he's uh, going to take some pitches. That he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, uh, I still like Anderson number one, even though he's never going to walk. Uh, if you're going to hit 340 every year, yep, I think your on base percentage is going to be good enough. And it, it's also, um, you know, he's also a threat because he can hit the ball out of the ballpark even on the first uh, pitch of the game. So. There's a there's an awful lot to be excited about when you look at the Chicago White Sox lineup going into two, two, 2021 and beyond. Absolutely true. And great to hear him talk openly about the maturation process. It really is. It's what happens in the game, whether people want to believe it or, or not about certain guys. It's like, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of guys do have their eyes opened and their ears opened along the way. And it sure seems like his were uh, in Washington. It's inside the clubhouse. I'm Matt Spiegel. He's Bruce Levine. Dusty Baker coming up right here on 670 The Score in a matter of moments. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back in on 670 to score. I'm Matt Spiegel. He is Bruce Levine. Enjoyed talking to Adam Eaton. Right there, it's quite an arc for the uh, for the young man in terms of uh, maturation. Do you find Bruce that sometimes the game can humble you and mature you as a young player, even more so if you win with the right teammates? You know what I mean? Like when you see it happen yeah, the right way, so. sometimes it can have that kind mm-hmm. of effect. You know? Well, you know, again, I'll use the word validation. It validated everything that he believed in as himself, mm-hmm. the type of player he was how he is a winner, how he would be a part of a winner, how uh, not only that, I mean, we didn't even concentrate on the fact that uh, he had the best offensive numbers of any player in that World Series. Yeah. I mean, he was a big reason why, why they were able to win all those away games and win the World Series. So uh, I think there there is a lot of maturity that comes with uh, success. Uh, I think he also can reflect better on being realistic about some of his failures and the way that he handled himself and uh, how things went here in Chicago. And again, uh, I always found him, regardless of whether people thought he was, uh, you know, strange or different, I always found him refreshingly honest in his approach to telling you how he thought. And I, th- I thought he was the same way out on the field. He just gave everything he had. Uh, sometimes, as I said, too much. 
you know, as, as far as, uh, you know, running, not running through a bag, jumping for a bag, ending up hurting himself doing that, uh, being out for a long period of time, um, just maturity. Uh, but the guy always was all about trying to win and trying to be uh, the best player he could be. Yeah, um, 670 the score is is where we are. Uh, David Dahl signed with the Rangers. They hopped on that at about $3 million. It's interesting to see how uh, the free agent market uh, will develop. Um, it could have been an interesting guy for the Cubs, um, but uh, not, not, not as of right now. And, um, and, and, and looking around, there are still some, uh, some interesting options, that, that's for sure. Not the least of which is, is, is George Springer, the, the great George Springer, uh, really one of the poster boys for the entire Astros thing. He was the dude on the Sports Illustrated cover when SI predicted that the Astros would win it in the year that they eventually did win it, uh, all those years later. It's going to be odd to, to see the Astros without George Springer, but I think that's definitely coming, don't you, that George is not going to be an Astro at the very least? Yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, that's the direction they're going. They're a much younger team now. I don't think they're uh, spending the $20 million plus times X amount of years for uh, George Springer. So it's, it's going to be... George Springer with the Mets, George Springer with the Cubs, George Springer, nah, I don't think with the White Sox. But, um, you know, he, there, there are all kinds of different scenarios where he ends up with a, with a good ball club. Um, but he's, you know, he's looking for a four- or five-year deal at this point of his career, and he's earned it. He's been the a leadoff man par excellence, you know, for them. They they went to World Series a couple times, won one, and uh, – he was a big part of that. Yeah, it, 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 it absolutely was. It's um, it, it's it's been interesting times trying to get a gauge for what's going to happen, and it was interesting during the playoffs and really during the whole year to to see um, what will uh, hopefully be our, our next guest be 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 the receiver of so much love, so so many good feelings, um, and and so many. So many good vibes and well wishes for a guy. So many articles written about the wit and the wisdom and uh, kind of all the different things that have, uh, that have been associated um, with, with great managers um, through the years. Bruce, who's, who's the best atmosphere provider in terms of managers that you have covered? Yeah, you've covered a lot of terrific managers, but in terms of like really creating an atmosphere for players to feel good, to be comfortable, to perform at their best, who's, who's among the best? you well i think our next guest who we hope to talk to in just a few minutes here uh i i think he is as good as anybody i've ever seen in creating atmosphere i, I also believe uh um you know tony la Russa, the new manager of the white Sox, has uh, created great atmospheres everywhere he's gone in the in that 33 year career uh as a uh, manager but uh uh, our, our next guest, who we hope to have uh, here very soon, uh, Dusty Baker, uh, creates the, the best atmosphere I've ever seen. And uh, Matt, set us up. Yeah, our next guest joins us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. Uh, great opportunity to catch up with an old friend of ours. Dusty Baker joins us uh, on a Saturday morning on the inside the clubhouse. Dusty, thanks for taking some time out today. And uh we were certainly talking about 
creating atmosphere. Uh, Matt asked me who is the best at creating a, a good atmosphere. I think you're among the, the guys that during my career that set that atmosphere. How, how essential has that been, do you think, to, to the success that you've had as a manager? Well, I think that that has a lot to do with the success of, of any manager. You know, because uh, uh, you know whether you're at the in the clubhouse or whether you're, you're on your job or whether you, you know, working for the city of Chicago. You know, <laughs> atmosphere is uh, um, very important because uh, atmosphere, you know, creates uh, uh, something where you want to go to work and you don't mind uh, going to work and you don't mind giving a little extra at work. If you don't have that atmosphere, then uh, you know. You show up uh, right on time, and you leave right on time. And, uh, you know, I've seen some of those guys in my in my career. We call them briefcase guys. You know, they show up at 3 o'clock, and they leave as <laughs> soon as the game's over, uh, you know, whatever time it is, 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever. So, you know, atmosphere is, uh, uh, you know, very important, uh, you know, like I said, in any job. Well, you know, I've had uh, many uh, 25th, 24th, 25th man say that when Dusty's doing something special for the star on the team, he's also doing it for us down here, number 24 and 25. Um, where, I mean, has that just been a part of your personality, or was that something that you saw that, you know, was so essential when you were a player and uh, how you felt when you were first coming up and watched – uh, other guys, how important they can be and how, how good they should feel about themselves on a daily basis? Well, number one, I never felt like that 25th guy. You know, usually as a right. kid, this started when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, I was the oldest in my family of five kids and the oldest of, th- of, of, of three boys. So, you know, I always kind of felt at the top. And, um, you know, we'd play games at, at, at school basketball, football, whatever games, and usually I was chosen first, and whoever the other best kid was, he was chosen first. So we had to be the captains all the time. And, uh, you know, we never got to play, you know, with each other, you know, whoever that other kid was. And so uh, consequently they'd always be a kid that wasn't very good or a kid that was a little overweight that was, the, you know, the last player. that was, He was always picked last, and he knew he was picked last. And that's a kid that I kind of – uh, you know, felt uh, sympathy for, and usually I had him on my team. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get the rebound, and I'd give him the ball, and he'd miss, and I'd give it back to him. And, you know, you would see the joy and the um, exhilaration, you know, when he made just one shot or if he just caught one one uh, uh, pass or if he just, uh, you know, got one at bat, you know, regardless of what we were playing. And then when I start studying some Asian culture and about – uh, you know the circle is not complete unless the the greater is equal to the lesser, and so that just reinforced some of the things that I had always felt most of my life, and uh, you know that's what creates a a team. See that that's beautiful when you start um, getting a, a, a chance to know this other stuff that's inside Dusty Baker, the Asian culture. I know you have previously handed out the Art of War as as a book to people. I know you referenced Camus, I believe, this past year when somebody was too negative with their questions, Dusty, man. Telling a kid to go ahead and look up Camus. You don't want to end up like him. Um, where, where did that curiosity for philosophy come from? 
And how helpful has it been as a manager and as a leader of men all these years? Well, it actually came from my mom. You know, my mom made us read. And my mom went back to school at, at like 35, almost 40 years old, you know, to graduate from college. And so we always had books. I, I got a whole bunch of books now that I haven't read some of them or even most of them, but they're here and I know where I can go to to call upon something that I may need. And, uh, uh, you know, my mom used to make us go to the library and, and you know, start out as kind of like a social event, <laughs> you know, at the mm-hmm. library until we were making too All much right. noise. And then uh, I remember it, it, it really came to fruition when I was, I might have been 12, 10, 12 years old when, when uh, you know, somebody comes by and they're selling these magazines and, um, and my dad would buy, uh, uh, you know, Sepia magazine and Ebony, and then he gave me a choice to buy, uh, you know, two magazines. So I bought Field and Stream, and then I bought uh, Sports Illustrated. And then when he really went out on the limb, I talked my mom and and asking dad to buy us the National Geographic. And uh, I mean that really just turned my world around. So my mom would tell me that you could see the world without going to see the world, you know, by by seeing the National Geographic, and that um, that uh, came to fruition. Also, uh, two summers ago, I was out of the game, and uh, I'd always wanted to go to Alaska. And I first saw the National Geographic, and I knew everything about about Alaska without even going there. And then mm. when me and my son and my best friend went to Alaska, I mean, that was the trip of a of a lifetime. That's awesome. Dusty Baker joining us in Inside the Clubhouse. Matt Spiegel, Bruce Levine here with you every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, talking the greatest game in the world, baseball. Dusty, um, Tony La Russa making a, a comeback now after uh, nine years of being, actually 10 years almost, being out of it as a manager uh, here in Chicago with the White Sox. You came back uh, at age uh, 70, going on 71 with Houston. What will be some of Tony's challenges just from the uh, mental and physical aspect for somebody that has a little bit more age and experience going on? Well, you know, as long as you don't, as long as you don't act your age, you know, I mean, I mean, that's my thing. Uh, You know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, young kids, you know, I got a son 21 years old. Right. And, uh, um, uh, you know, like I like to think of myself as a as a cross generational guy. You know, like and musicians taught me that because you know their you know their music never never gets old and never you know it never dies. Um, you know, I think it was pretty cool for Tony to come back, and everybody's like, "Well, how do you feel now that you're not the oldest guy?" Well, I never felt like the oldest guy anyway. There's not a whole bunch. Of, no, I'm serious. There's a bunch of guys that are a lot younger than me to act a whole lot. Uh, you know, older than me, and uh, and it's not about it's not about age. And you know, you look at uh, when I look back uh, in the age when I first came up. You know, Casey Stengel and Danny Murtaugh and and mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know Walter Austin and some of these guys. I mean, they managed to. You look at Connie Mack. Heck, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how old he was, but he had to manage a long time to you know to win all. I those believe games eighty-eight. He managed right. to well, I don't want to be out there no yeah. 88, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a situation where, where, you know, you have to adjust. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, uh, 
you just without without really changing. But I remember Bill Walsh told me uh, when I first took this job that you have to recreate yourself, uh, you know, every once in a while. And uh, it, you know, and I think that's what I've had to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, you you keep track of things. You keep track of of of, uh, of, of music. You keep track of you know current events. You keep track of 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 life, you know, and you keep living your life, and you try not to be sedentary in your in your ways mm-hmm. or in your in your ideas. Well, see that that's just it, isn't it? I, I you know, it's it's like you can be a young seventy five, you can be an old seventy five. I know people who are an old fifty. You know, they're just done, right? right? Yeah, so, me too. I mean, yeah. I mean, guys ask me, man, how come you just don't, you know, just don't go home and go to the woods and uh, and, and just play golf or go fishing? I said I can't do that every day. You know, I, I don't want to do that every day. You right. know, and, uh, I was I was raised, you know, you know, by my parents to to you know count the days and 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 number the days and make the days important and uh, you know in your life because we still have a. a a lot of relevance in this uh, life that we can help people, uh, you know, things that uh, you got to be goal-oriented, come up with a new goal. And, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, you know, I think the Lord wanted me to be in this situation because there's no way that I thought I was going to be uh, managing the Houston Astros or, 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 for that matter, any other team hardly because when I got turned down by the Phillies, I was like, okay, I guess that's it. And, uh, you know, it was a situation where, uh, you know, I, I was I was chosen for that situation because it was uh, it was a bad situation, and it <laughs> seems like uh, and most of the time I'm chosen to yeah. come in and, and clean up a bad situation. You know, just like I was chosen by the Cubs to come in and clean up a bad situation. The same right. way I was chosen by by Cincinnati to clean up a bad situation. But uh, the, you know, the difference is. I, I was chosen to clean up a bad situation, you know, with good, you know, with the with the highly talented team. And the credibility that you bring is the reason they went after you. They needed credibility. They needed a man, as you said, that were that took over tough situations and created positive uh, results. So from all of that, you ending up only a few innings away from going to a World Series this year was a pretty you know, phenomenal considering you lost the two top pitchers in the game in Cole and Verlander and by the end of the year you guys were playing on all cylinders. Well, and you know, we lost our closer, you know, as right. Luna. We lost uh Altuve for a couple of weeks. We lost Brantley for and you know, a couple of weeks when you're playing a 60 game season, that's that's a whole lot of the season, but you know, um um you know, everybody at, at you know, they say, well, I was brought in for, for, you know, for credibility. That's fine and dandy, but, but you know, when am I going to be considered, uh, you know, that I was brought in because I know what I'm doing and, and I'm a winner and I'm good at what I do. You know, yep. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, you know, the the kind of backhanded compliment, but, you know, like uh, um, I, uh, I don't expect anything, but at the same time, you know, uh, um, you know, I've had a pretty good career. And I, yeah, well, you don't get, uh, Dusty, you don't get credibility without those other things you just mentioned. So well, yeah. That's, that's part and parcel. You. Yeah, that's part you. and parcel. So you're right. I mean, uh, it wasn't a backhanded uh, compliment. It was, in reality, credibility means you've done this since uh, 1993 at the major league level uh, to the point where uh, you took teams that weren't expected to go anywhere and made them play off 
and World Series caliber teams. So that's where I believe the credibility comes in. But you know, Bruce, you know, you know what does hurt. I mean, is uh, and 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 I've gotten over it. Is that you know you win a couple years in a row, and now you got to wait two years to even get a job offer, and then right. you win a couple more years in a row, and then you wait a couple more years to get job offers again. You know, and it's like okay, um, uh, I, I I I I should have at least had some job offers. Uh, or, or or some interviews during that period of time. I think I lost like six out of twelve years, you know, without even, right. you know, without even an offer. But that's why I said I think the Lord put me in that situation um, uh, because if I had had managed those those other years when I thought I should have, uh, I would have probably had well over two thousand victories. But on the other hand, uh, when I think back, you know, I wouldn't have been home for my dad's death i was here when my dad died i wouldn't have been home for the marriage of my daughter uh one time i was off i wouldn't have been home for my son's graduation you know then i wouldn't have been home for my brother's death the last uh you know, time i was off so you know i'm, I'm not i'm not crying sour graves or, or spilt milk or, or or bitter about it you know you wonder these things but on the other hand you say okay uh, i i have to accept you know whatever uh, you know, was given to me, and that was probably the best thing that happened to me in the long run. Lots of perspective there from Dusty Baker. I think people underestimated just how curious and adaptable you were still going to be at this point in your career. I, I, I've been dying to ask you forever, Dusty. It's a lifetime full of baseball memories, but how crystal clear is it still, um, you in the on-deck circle, when Hank Aaron hits number 715? Is, is that still, can you still put yourself there and remember the sights and, and sounds of that moment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can put myself there if I, if I really think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Hank Aaron's daughter, uh, you know, this morning, right, right, right when I hung up, uh, you know, right when I, excuse me, right when you guys, uh, you know, called me, you know, this morning, and uh, uh, you know, Hank is very, very, you know, dear friend of mine, also, you know, a mentor. He's actually. Uh, you know, we have a wine uh, uh, called the Hank Aaron 755 uh, hmm. uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and and he joined our, you know, our company. And uh, you know, he's a guy that's all on my wall. He's all in my heart. And uh, you know, the day I signed, uh, I was 18 years old, and he promised my mom that he would take care of me as if I was his, um, you know, as if I was his son. And that's exactly. What he did, he, he he took care of me. He took care of Ralph Garden. He took care of everybody. Which is, people ask me, how come you take care of so many people? It's because so many people have have taken care, of, you know, care of me. Bruce, I got to tell you something. You know, have you noticed that every once in a while, I'll stutter sometimes? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, but see, that's because uh, I was uh, used to go to speech impediment class in the sixth grade and. Uh, uh, my mom made me go because I was a stutter, and so I, I had my best friend with me waiting for me after school, and then uh, I'd come out speaking perfectly. I thought I had it solved, and then my friend, my best friend to this day, he would like say, "What'd you learn?" And then I would go back. 
Start stuttering all over again. It's cruel. It's cruel but Dusty, uh, we, we really appreciate the time for some time. Thanks for your generosity. Uh, all the best of luck to you. Continued great success. And hopefully we'll see each other down the line in person uh, at a yep. ball game one of these days, okay? Well, I hope so. Hey, man, and I want to send my, my special condolences to, to John Reyes and, uh, yes. you know, and his uh, family because – Man, he was, uh, you know, he was so good to me, and uh, he was always probably one of the most consistent personality guys that I, you know, that I met in the media. You, you bet. Thanks again, Dusty. Happy holidays All to right. you and your family. Take care. Okay. Dusty Baker, right. we're up. Bye-bye. We're late for a break. Uh, we have to take it right now. We'll come back and wrap up the show on 670 The Score, 670thescore.com. What a, what a pleasure to talk to Dusty Baker. I want three more hours uh, with him. Enjoyed yeah, him. Enjoyed, awesome. right? Enjoyed Adam Eaton and Tyler Kepner from the New York Times earlier today. Adam Studzinski does a great job as our producer. Bruce Levine, uh, people can find you where, sir? At MLB Bruce Levine on Twitter. Also follow me, uh, writing Cubs and Sox on our website at 670thescore, 670thescore.com. Matt, have a great week. Our buddies are coming up next. I can't wait. Rosie and Grody will take you till 2 o'clock on The Score. I'm in with Danny Parkins on Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks to everyone for listening, texting, calling, tweeting, and otherwise. Have a great Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.